Hey, this is Tim Ripper Owens. This is Ben from Goat Whore. This is Brittany Slays from Unleash the Archers. This is Dallas from Narcotic Wasteland. This is Nora from Battle Beast. This is Blind from Summoner Circle. And you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Podcast is back with another amazing metal artist interview. Today we're joined by Phil Hall from Black Metal Upstarts Morbicon. Phil, thank you so much for coming on the Great Metal Debate. Thanks for having me, man. I had the pleasure of seeing Morbicon perform recently in Southern Illinois. It's the final day of Full Terror Assault Fest, where you guys were on the bill along with a slew of other incredible bands. How did it come about for you guys to make an appearance at FTA? Well, Municipal Waste started the year uh, doing a lot of touring. Uh, we went out to Europe and played about a month with Lamb of God and uh, uh, Creator. And uh, before that, we did a tour with Carcass uh, in the United States. And so after that, we had basically most of the summer off. We did, however, go out there and play a few festivals, but... Uh, the majority of the summer we had off, so I just saw an opportunity to uh, get Morbicon together, rehearse with the band, and sort of finally play shows with that project. It had been about three years since the conception of the band, so uh, it was a, it was the perfect time to uh, get it together during the summer this year. Well, I'm glad you did it, man, because I was impressed. I was there in the crowd, and you all really brought the energy. Your front man was even jumping down into the pit a couple of times. Talk a little bit about that energy from the fans and just how much that impacts your own energy on stage. Well, uh, I, you know, Morbicon started uh, during the pandemic, and uh, I was riding some black metal with my riding part- partner, Quotidius, who is the singer of the band and lyricist. And uh, we had, we didn't even imagine being able to put this together as a live band uh, until this year. So hearing those songs performed live is such a treat for me because it's just something that I never expected to happen. And now that I have a really killer band together, I was able to assemble a lot of really great musicians, uh, especially, especially Dave on drums, who I've been working with for 20 years now with Municipal Waste. And so him and I really know how to gel together and play. And I know I can trust him to deliver in the drum department because he's probably one of the best drummers out there. It was clear you had some real talent on stage with you, but I kind of want to sing your praises, man. You know, I was surprised to see you up there even before Morbicon hit the stage doing double duty fronting the Slayer cover band. I think Rain of Blood is the name. Yeah, yeah. Rain of Blood. That was pretty impressive to see you do those pair of sets, one almost right on top of the other. You know, I enjoy challenging myself musically, and I never, uh, you know, I, I, I don't like sitting around doing nothing very much. I like to fill my time with practicing or learning new songs or getting things together. And I sort of randomly met these guys in Florida uh, the drummer Gus Rios and the guitar player Seth 
and uh, Glenn. And I, I didn't really know them before this year. And uh, I, I met them and they had the Slayer cover band and they were looking for a singer. And I was like, what the heck, I'll do it because I didn't. I love Slayer, of course, and uh, I just thought it would be fun. And so I booked a show at Full Terror Assault with the Slayer cover band as well, just just for shits and giggles, you know. I just wanted <laughs> to have a good time at that festival. I love Full Terror Assault. I love how sort of outlaw it is. It isn't like any other festival in the world. It's more loose, and you can do whatever you want and have fun. And there isn't a million fucking cops breathing down your throat, and <laughs> it's really awesome. So... I did something special with them this year. I've actually played Full Terror Assault with five different bands, Municipal Waste, Iron Reagan, Cannabis Corpse, Morbicon, and the Slayer cover band, Reign of Blood. So obviously I like that festival a lot. So as I was saying, the Slayer thing was just something special for them this year. Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of that fest, and you're, you're exactly right for folks who haven't been there. You don't have to worry too much about law enforcement looking over your back. It's, um, I do want to talk about this run of shows with Morbicon that ended with Full Terror Assault began with you guys playing at Black Circle Brewery. Am I correct that that was the initial show for the band on the live lineup? That was really great because we know it zoomed, and, and I – so it was like having some friends around watching the first show, and it was really comfortable and good. The sound, the sound guy at Black Circle was um, uh, doing an excellent job that night and really cared. So it was it was nice to have a sound guy that gave a shit. Yeah, that's a cool venue. What was it like as the first time hitting the stage with that lineup? Did you have any concerns about it, performing those songs live for the first time? Uh, yeah, it was very exhilarating like i mentioned before we we initially never even imagined being able to have a live band uh, and and now that we finally have one it, and hearing those songs played live it was just such an amazing thing for me and and the guys involved and everyone in the band is really excited about how things are going how things are sounding everyone is a very tight musician and uh so all, with all of us combined it's just a special band and i really enjoy it and you alluded to this a little bit earlier, but if you wouldn't mind, give us the quick sketch of how Morbicon came to be as a band, and maybe more important, how it transitioned from project status to live actual band status. Well, uh, well, at the beginning of 2020, I had just finished a stretch of touring with Cannabis Corpse, and and then the uh, then the pandemic started. And so all tours were canceled and I just saw myself in a place where I didn't really uh, know what to do with all my free time. So I saw a post on Facebook from my friend about maybe starting a black metal band. And it sort of started from there. And initially he was playing drums and we were writing these really crude black metal demos that didn't exact, weren't exactly good, but we could see a little bit of something happening there. And then, once we showed those demos to Dave Whitty and he agreed to play drums on them, that's when the music really took a, a turn for the better. And we started to notice that the music was coming together very nicely. And, and we produced that whole album. And then we were fortunate enough to have Tank Crimes release it. And then after we released the record, uh, I saw this opportunity to get the band together and uh, in 2023. So it took a minute for us to go from music to live band, but I'm glad it's finally happening. 
I am too, man. If you don't mind, talk a little bit about the influences. You guys bring a variety of experiences, many of which are different than the sound and approach of Morbicon as far as what projects you've been in before. What made you to decide to go in the direction of more uh, traditional black metal band? I've been a fan of this style of music ever since I started listening, listening to metal. One of the first mixtapes that my friend gave me had Emperor uh, on one side and it had Morbid Angel on the other side. Hell so, yeah. So death metal and black metal kind of went hand in hand with me when I was first learning about metal and getting into it. So I've been fortunate enough to express my thrash metal musical stylings and, and my death metal musical stylings. And now it's, I finally have an opportunity to get crazy and melodic and, and you can do so much within the black metal realm as far as orchestration and uh, fun things. So it's just fun for me to be able to flex those muscles in my brain and try to make the most epic songs I can. To me, black metal is maybe the most innovative metal subgenre. I mean, you can just go in so many different ways. The old school sound, the more technical approaches, the atmospheric aesthetics. I would think for you, what you can do as an artist, like it seems to me you're a little less bounded than maybe if you're a thrash band or a power metal band well i wouldn't say you're bounded in any musical genre i would like to think that for the most part there are no rules in music but there are sort of traps that you got to stay on within thrash and death metal and, and even black metal but i feel like with black metal you can definitely explore things like acoustic parts and and strings and and things that maybe we couldn't do on a municipal waste album, that's for sure. True, true. And so you talked about the material you've released, that first full-length album of Mournful Twilight. What was the response from fans and critics, and how satisfied are you looking back on what you accomplished with A Little Distance now? Uh, I put a lot of effort into the music, obviously, and, and I, I'm... I'm looking forward to writing even more within this genre. Every single album that I make is a learning experience. Uh, I've been, I've been making music and albums since I was 20 years old. And I think I'm up to something like 30 releases, including EPs and stuff. And every time I do it, I, I learn something about writing songs and what to do and what not to do from everything from production to writing. And, uh, this is a brand new project and, so I learned a lot creating this album, and I can't wait to apply what I've learned making this album moving forward. Because now I'm starting to realize what really works live, too, with these first live shows, which is something that's really hard to gauge when you're sitting in your room creating the riffs and stuff. So now that we're playing the riffs live, I can see what's working, and, and I, I can't wait to sort of get a little heavier and a little more moshy with the music in the future but not forsaking our epicness because that's a very important ingredient as well. Let's talk about a couple of the tracks on of Mournful Twilight. I really like Consumed by Entropy. It's so energetic and versatile in its presentation. What was the thought process behind that one, one of my faves? Uh, uh, Consumed was a little bit more brutal than uh, to some 
some tracks on the album have a little more lean, are a little more leaning on the melodicism and uh, I feel like Consumed is definitely a more brutal track where we tried to, if we wrote an epic song, then we would follow it with a really brutal, grimy song just so we didn't do a little too much of either. And, and especially with that song, we stuck to the brutality of black metal, which can be really fun and catchy in its own way as well. I love that one. Another fave of mine is Born of Phantom Vessel. That has more of a doomy feel to it. And you guys chose that to do a music video. Uh, those music videos I created during the pandemic, I actually learned how to animate and and uh, create animation myself. And so all those animations that you see in the Morbicon videos were were my own creation. Really? I yeah. Damn, yeah. man. That's impressive. Yeah, I, it really, really took time and effort to make those cartoons. I mean, that was something I had never done before. So I sort of had to learn from scratch how to do it. And and uh, and then there was more to it, like creating storyboards and and uh, characters. And it was a, it was extremely challenging, but I really enjoyed it. And I hope that I can create more videos moving forward. Well, man, if that's your first efforts, I'll say you definitely should because that's really impressive. I to be a DIY, that's uh, that's quite something, man. I just feel like it would be awesome to be able to create music videos myself and not have to pay somebody because then I could just really go crazy and create whatever I wanted. And the the beauty of animation is you don't have to pay for a set or directors you can just do whatever you can think of as long as you can draw it well again i'm shocked and impressed to hear that that's that's really cool i'm curious to ask you as someone who's been part of the music scene for some time for your take on the overall health of the scene like do you think artists and live music venues are doing better or worse now than say five years ago well uh you know it's hard for me to answer that question because I really feel for musicians that are struggling out there and, and it, it can be very hard. Um, and, but I, I've been fortunate enough to be able to play some really awesome shows in the last couple of years and, and really municipal waste has been doing some things that I feel like have really knocked my socks off as far as, just how amazing the shows have been and the audience responses. Uh, we just did this uh, earlier in the year. We did a tour with Lamb of God and Creator, as I mentioned, and that was like the biggest shows and biggest venues you could ever imagine in Europe. And so it was it was incredibly amazing experience, and I feel very fortunate. Um, ever since the the return of the pandemic for us has just been amazing. That's awesome. And do you have any words of inspiration and or caution for, let's say, the kid who just picked up the guitar and he's starting a band with his friends? Like, how should a young artist approach their craft and, and just the mindset of what they want to accomplish? I would say the most important thing is to practice a lot, of course. Uh, get 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 into the trenches and, and work on your musicianship. There's no shortcut around that. And also just playing shows as much as you can and you'll meet people out there and doors will start to open. And, and that's the bottom line. I mean, 
no amount of online promotion or you know online presence beats live shows and people seeing you with their own eyes so just get out there and play as many shows as possible that's really good and i'll even opine and I'm, I'm curious your thoughts man when i go to shows there's a few turds but like 95 percent of the musicians and almost all the fans are just so good people open accepting and really encouraging and and i, I would think that has to be an a, important part of it if you're going out there to folks who sneering at what you do that doesn't give you much incentive no, I mean, and, and you're never going to make those the old school metalheads that don't like anything except for things that came out in 1982. <laughs> you're never happy. So just focus on the people that you can make happy. You know, younger fans or open-minded older fans. It's, don't waste any time thinking about these people that will never be happy with anything. Good advice, man. So beginning to wrap up with you, following this recent run of shows, what are the band's plans for the remainder of 2023? Well, Morbicon has uh, a show in Denver uh, at the Decibel Metal and Beer Festival, and that's going to be great uh, with a bunch of really cool bands. And I think we're going to – we're trying to book like a run of shows around that show, but it's still in the works. But I'm sure something will come up soon. Uh, and uh, so we've been working on that. And Municipal Waste is getting ready to go out to uh, the U.K. for a run with uh, Undeath and Gel. And that's going to be about two weeks in the U.K. exclusively. So that's going to be great because Municipal Waste has gr- great fans in the U.K. So that'll I'm looking forward to that. We also have a cruise ship show that we're playing. Like Lama God is putting together this like cruise ship thing. With a is, whole bunch of bands. That's is, about Halloween. Uh, it goes out of Miami. Yeah. Out of Miami. Gotcha. Yeah. And awesome. uh, so got a, a couple shows for the remainder of the year. Uh, but I'm going to try to start writing some new black metal songs, too. Sounds like a lot of great stuff going on, man. I'm really excited for you. Finally, what is the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise from Morbicon, including your debut album of Mournful Twilight? Well, go to Tank Crimes Records. Uh, that my my longtime friend Scotty uh, runs Tank Crimes, and he works with a lot of really great bands, uh, such as Ghoul and Necrot and Municipal Waste and Toxic Holocaust. So I would highly recommend going and checking out uh, Tank Crimes catalog of awesome bands, and uh, pick up a Morbicon album while you're at it. Go see these guys live. I picked up a shirt. This, man, that's a killer logo you have. I, I've been wearing the heck out of that. Plan to wear it to a few upcoming shows, man, because it's just a killer look. And uh, so enjoyed seeing you guys play live and looking forward to the next time that I can. Yeah, man, real quick, uh, that logo that you like so much is, is by Christoph Stagel, who created Emperor's logo and Immortal. And he's a very famous black metal logo guy. So, yeah, he, he does great work, and what he created for us is, is amazing. So excellent, man. I, I went to your merch booth. I saw that. I was like, I don't even need to look at the price. Just give me that because it's, it's so killer. Well, Phil, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. And, again, looking forward to great things going forward with you. Thanks, man. Talk to you later.